0: You're listening to a five minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. Today, we're starting a new series called Our House, an eight episode look into what we call the church. I mean, have you ever asked someone what they think about the church or what their thoughts are about going to church? Their responses will vary from person to person. Their responses may inspire feelings of anger or sadness, or perhaps it brings up feelings of of joy and hope. This is because the church isn't defined by one specific experience. It's not like your trip to Disney World where you know what you're going to be getting, you know, where you have the rides, the shows, and the characters. You pretty much know before you go if theme parks are your thing or not. Even so, some may be pleasantly surprised by their experience or, and it's just another confirmation that you're not a theme park person. Now, the church isn't a theme park, or at least it shouldn't be. For the next eight episodes, we are going to explore four congregational values that that should define our relationships with those inside and outside of the church. Commission, community, commandment, and collaboration. The Great Commission is probably something that every experienced believer could quote from memory. All of us have that image of Jesus on the mountainside giving the great commission to his disciples, telling them to go and make disciples of all nations and then ascending into heaven. Those words that Jesus spoke to them wouldn't have been a surprise to the disciples on that day. They've been hearing Jesus say this in one way or another for years. I mean, he most commonly used the analogy of a shepherd and his sheep throughout his teachings, or that of a farmer and his harvest, like we find in Matthew 9. Now here, Jesus is leaning on a subject that they all could relate to, farming. Verse 35 starts with a summary of what Jesus had been doing the previous two chapters up to this point. It, It says, Jesus went through all of the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Now, just in the last two chapters leading up to this very moment, Jesus went to all the towns and villages in the area and, and did the following. If we were to go back and read the script, this is what he's done. This is what he's accomplished so far. It says that he's healed the centurion's servant. He healed Peter's mother-in-law from a fever. He calmed the storm with just two words, healed two demon possessed men, healed a paralytic man, called a tax collector to follow him, brought back a child from the dead, healed a woman from bleeding, healed the blind and the mute. And this was just in the last two chapters. This is what happens when Jesus visits your town, your village, your city, your church. This is what Jesus does. But the question is, why? Why did Jesus do this? Why did he go from town to town doing these things? The answer is written out for us in the next verse. It's because when Jesus saw the crowds, when he saw the blind, the mute, the demon possessed, the sick, when he saw them, he had a compassion on them. Not disdain, but compassion. He isn't a God on a pedestal, but one with his people. He doesn't say to come to him after you have been made perfect, but to come as you are, and he will make you perfect. This is sanctification. He will save. He will clean. He will heal. And he will sanctify. Since the garden, all of humanity has been wandering without a shepherd, lost and helpless. And it was in this spirit, the spirit of a shepherd, that Jesus stopped his disciples to make sure that they knew his heart. He wanted his disciples to know the reason that he was here. Like a good shepherd, He is here to save the lost. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit salvationarmysoundcast.org.